0: You're listening to The Ripple Affect with your hosts, Cheech and Nippy, a podcast that explores how individual change has the capacity to affect the whole. From neuroscience to donuts, we're two sisters
1: with a deep curiosity for ancient wisdom and modern knowledge, and we're obsessed with learning alongside you because we don't know. (laughs) Let's dive in. Okay, so this episode you're about to hear dates back to the height of the pandemic, the summer of 2020. This is our prequel to the podcast. It's the origin story of this creative project, and it's the first time we ever recorded. You'll hear what this project means to us, what we plan to do with it, and where it all began. It is the creation plan and inception of all our ideas. Enjoy. Be
0: live. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They used to call it pop. I still call it pop. In, in the Midwest? In the mid, middle of our country. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're drinking. We're not drinking pop. No. We're not soda drinkers.
1: No. I'm not. Are you?
0: No. <laughs> what? I'm a nutrition coach. I'm not a soda drinker.
1: Oh, judgment. Hmm. What if one of your clients is a soda drinker? Well,
0: that's the first thing we're... Nixon. You're hardcore. You don't fuck
1: around. Okay, so. Clan, This is us. This is us. Not the show. Have you watched that show? I haven't. Neither have I. I hear hear it's good. Everyone says it's good. It's good, but it's heavy. I hear. Like, it's life. I don't want to watch a show that's life. I live life. Is that bad?
0: I think all shows are life. You want exaggerated Disney life. No, I
1: don't! (laughs) (laughs) Who told you that? I just know. Uh, No, that's not true.
0: So. So. (laughs) <laughs> we decided to uh start a podcast. Do you want to tell them why? Sure. I called my sister with We have to tell them that I'm your sister. Oh yeah, this is my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Kyawda.
1: Okay, no. That is the worst. This is my sister. Her name is Isabel, which I say perfectly, and my entire life, she's been unable to pronounce my name. I'm still working on it. I'm old. You're old, we're old, and you do not know my name.
0: I know it. I just have a hard time pronouncing it. That's weird. (laughs) I, it's, I'm pretty close. You're far off.
1: You're not close. It doesn't have a Y in it. Chiara. Why do you do that weird thing with your mouth? Chiara. It sounds like you've got, like, a yodel to it. <laughs> no. Chiara. Chiara. I, I can't even do it, obviously, because that's not how you say my name. Chiara.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: you say it right. She's, like, holding a, a really old-school
0: Italian <laughs> fingers together. But no. Gesture. But also no. Okay, anyways. Say my name. Her her name is spelled C-H-I-A-R-A, so you make up however you want to pronounce it, and that's okay, because fine. So I called my sister after watching 13th, the documentary, and honestly, I was pretty broken. Like, that kind of broke a lot in my spirit, just seeing the injustice in the world and feeling everything that... That documentary outlined, and just my heart was just like hurting. Really, honestly, truly, fucked me up. (laughs) And I did what I normally do. I called my sister to help me process what I was feeling. And I had this feeling, I guess, a, a sadness, but also an anger, and just a feeling that I wanted to really, that I needed to change. I needed something to change. I I felt responsible for making sure that the world got better on like a really deep level and and it was so cute because this happens where i call my sister and like when my voice is shaky she's like you all right nip like you okay you know just checking in not knowing like and i realize now looking back i call her like freaked out which i'm not often freaked out to this extent and she probably thinks someone died in the family. She's like, oh, my God, like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just a little broken. You know, I just watched 13th and she's like, oh, okay. Like, then she kind of knew what we were dealing with and was able to help me by just acknowledging what I was feeling and She does that for a lot of people, and I'm really lucky that she's, like, in my inner circle to do it for me. And we started talking about all the subjects matters that were on my heart and head, and just kind of going through it all, and I realized that I wanted to change the world. I wanted to make the world a better place and I felt a little bit small and I knew that if I called my sister, I could get her on board and then I would be a little bit bigger because we would be two people trying to save the world and make it a little better. And I see her potential so strongly in what she's capable of doing and I think she does the same for me. We were talking into the wee hours of the night and I guess I kind of acknowledge that she has a lot. of of power and a lot of skills and a lot of wisdom and knowledge that she's not really showing to a lot of people and is shy in a way about a lot of it and I was encouraging her to step up because the world needs us that we can't play small anymore because we are amazing beings that have a lot to offer the world and you called me out. I called her out. (laughs) And during that call out, we both kept hearing the same thing over and over in our heads. I was like, Issa, I don't know, this is gonna maybe sound super weird to you. It might not have
1: anything to do with anything, but I can no longer ignore it because it's been repeating like a loop in my head over and over from the very beginning of when you said, what do we do? Because you said, what do we do? And I was like, oh, babe. I don't know. I mean, that was the honest answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so then I said, I don't know what this means, but I've been hearing podcast. And then you said, oh, my God, me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which was a weird moment. It was strange because I the same exact thing was happening in my head where I just I was having this conversation with Kiata and I... On on the side, almost. Like, it felt like it was coming in from the side. I just kept hearing, like, start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. Almost in that same rhythm. And it was That's just... right. Wouldn't go away. And when she said that, I was like, yep, there it is. <laughs> you, She heard it too. <laughs> yeah. I think then it was a couple weeks later. I think I texted you. Hey, so what's the name of our podcast? <laughs> I think I said like tag your editor." or I said something about. I think you threw out like three ideas and then you said your turn. That's and right. then I threw out a few ideas and we kind of went back and forth. But it was only like once or twice because then the second one,
1: I think you said almost clan. And I went I was going to say that next. Yes, so I figured it. if we landed on one that we would both say in this weird like telepathy game. Yes. We would just stick to that one. And because yeah. that was my next guest, like, where you said, is it that easy? Yeah. So the almost clan, do you want to set that one up?
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, you're a little bit older than me, so I think you may have Oh, a just sh- calling me <laughs> out. <laughs> cool (laughs) she's actually a lot older than me and i'm definitely the better looking one but this doesn't really matter (laughs) this is really just you know we digress (laughs) so i think that you have a stronger memory on some of these things whereas like for me it feels it's a little bit hazier you know
1: my recalling of this is our
0: grandfather
1: my our mother's father his name is john duffy griffin Mm -hmm. he had alzheimer's he moved to where we, Isabel was born and where I grew up. And we in-home health cared by my mom and my mom's brother, uh, his children. In some stage of that, we both grew up in the Native American ceremonial prayer services. After one of these ceremonies, our our dear friend, relative, I guess, how would you call Calvin? He's our adopted family.
0: Our Hanai family.
1: He brought our grandfather in who had Alzheimer's and brought him into the teepee after everything was done. And Calvin, this beautiful Native American man and roadman who led the service that night had said, so what do you think, John? And he looked around. He's a huge, tall, six foot tall, white haired. Six four. Six four. Thank you. White haired, beautiful, Irish American, you know, man, just salt of the earth. And he looks around and he doesn't speak just to be clear. Like Alzheimer's takes away your speech. So you don't really have... At least for him. Yeah, for him. Certain sounds and mumble. Singing still was a thing he could sing. But collective phrases and responding to what someone said to you was not a day-to-day reality. And he looks around the teepee after Calvin says, So what do you think, John? Looks around the teepee and goes, Almost. (laughs) And, you know, it could have been gibberish, but it was just so true because for me, what it represents and and our families kind of adopted it because it was, it's true. It's like nothing is perfect, but coming almost is about coming close, coming close, being almost is about as close as you can get. And I thought that was fitting for me for this discussion we're about to unroll yeah, on the world if they want it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I I love that too, that notion of almost, because I think that almost is such a good way to not take yourself too seriously. The almost clan is like, you can give it your everything and you can do every detail and you can give attention as much as you want to whatever it is you want. And you can try to make it the very best that you can, you can literally put every and it's never gonna be perfect. I love the the essence of like something so sacred or so, you know, like you have, you know, given your life to or something of that magnitude, like someone just coming up to it and being like, Almost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, especially the spiritual, because I feel like that's the biggest uh, trap, maybe you could say. Like, like you said, the sacred, the, the spiritual ego can really kind of fuck you up if you don't keep a brevity in a way to it. I think it gives perspective. That's what I think yeah. it almost does. It yeah. gives you uh, uh, It gives you permission to fail isn't even the word. It gives you permission to attempt and know that it's never going to get to be anything complete. There is no complete there is no end no
0: right and wrong black white and it for me it feels it feels good because I have trepidation in saying stuff that's absolute when it comes to any subject matter especially like like leaning into spirituality and like what I do with my coaching or just in my own exploration and then talking to other people about it it's like I don't ever want to say that I know because the honest truth is I don't know this is just my experience of what I'm living through and navigating and the almost part of it is it helps me to just be like I'm not perfect I'm not I don't have it all figured out like even if I thought I did I'd probably be like almost got it there's a good essence of life that's like you'll never attain yeah like we'll never grasp the full Monty I think that it's a good place to sit and stand is like in the I don't know and to just not try to make it fully locked down in your mind or your body or your spirit or anything you know not like contract around things and say, this is how it is to just stay fluid and open and be like, you know, the best we could possibly do is almost. (laughs) Yeah. I think another phrase that came out of that
1: almost clan, I don't know when, but it was, I don't know what we did, but we did it. Yeah. And that feels true to that same vibration of a humble power that you have when you do admit to yourself and then graciously to the world that you don't, you don't know. Like you're saying, I too find that Good word, trepidation. By the way, thanks. I find that trepidation when I'm like, ooh, I know something, because especially as women, I think we're taught you have to be 150 million percent sure before you come forward on something, because there's so much threat of being not just debunked, but not too long ago, murdered.
0: So and definitely discredited. <laughs>
1: discredited is a great word too. So I think that that the power of of stepping up as a as a learner teacher gives you a lot of, hopefully gives you a lot of grace to enter into a space going, this is what I know now. And to me, that's what science does. Like, that's what blows me away. Like, scientists and science all say, this is my hypothesis. Even mathematicians, this is my proof for now. This is what I've concluded. Try to prove me wrong. I welcome it because that's how we all improve. But so many other fields, I feel like, come down to, like, you have to know and you have to be credited and you have to, I mean, I even am definitely one that leans more on, like, if you haven't written a book and you don't have anything published, like, I don't know if I'm going to listen to you. And so that's why You're for me, sitting
0: here talking and being like, well, I guess Do you feel everything. like you have to, like, write a book to take yourself seriously? <laughs> oh, God, it. it
1: makes me uncomfortable because it's about where your sources cite your sources. You were the one who turned me on to this, that, well, experience is a source. And I feel, I think what it is, I think a lot of people throw out their opinions without struggle, maybe. An opinion, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, is a singular view that's claiming, uh, that can claim a universal take. To me, I don't know if I trust the amount of life lived of someone who hasn't been credited by a publishing company or something Mm -hmm. that says, we too think this is vetted enough for it to be valid, which is fucked up because, of course, I gain wisdom from talking to people who've never written a book. But it's just something about the mass amount of media and content that's out there right now that can just claim to be a source Mm -hmm. and the misinformation that's out there and the ungroundedness and sometimes just straight up unhelpfulness of people trying to make a buck. Yeah, I guess it's the commercialization and or the capitalization that comes with putting your opinions out there that really bothers me. And so it's hard for me to step into, I want to
0: share because I have have not written a book. (laughs) Right. See, for me, like I have a tiny bit of a jaded outlook on that because I think that that process of writing a book, there's so many people that are going through that process just doing it. And publishing e-books and publishing books. I guess what I'm trying to say is I've read a lot of books and some books I read. I'm like, that's valid information. But then like talking to certain friends, I feel like I gain more valid information through them than through the book. I don't distrust people who haven't written books. And I also don't just trust people for writing a book. That's a good point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've arrived at the first juncture and sip of our non-sodas.
0: So with this podcast, I think I wanted to explore that concept of like asking Kiata. You said it right. You said my name right. That was, I said it right? It was better. See, sometimes it just comes out right. Kiata. Kiara. Is mm-hmm. Better okay. right? Better. Okay, cool. I'm getting it. Maybe by the time I'm your age, I'll get it. Oh, that's a dig, dude. You're <laughs> sorry, you're I'm making sorry. me sound like I'm so <laughs> like your father time, mother Jeez. time over here. Jesus, she's gray. I'm not gray. <laughs> you, they can't see me, so that's totally unfair. And this joking. She has beautiful black hair. I take it back. They're not going to trust you now. <laughs> okay, so the point of this podcast? Yeah. So I, in that statement of like, what do we do? And then, like, how do we change the world? <laughs> Which are giant, giant segments and subjects. And there's so much to that. I think we both agreed when we started actually thinking about how do we change this. How do we affect the whole? We 100% are on the same page that it starts with us and we change ourselves and whatever is in our hula hoop to own that and work with that first. We never want to jump outside of ourselves and say that we know anything that doesn't have to do exactly with what we've actually gone through or experienced or are, are currently going through or working through. And I think that this is our search to explore what it is in ourselves we can change. Change and adjust and grow through in order to affect the whole in a more effective and powerful way.
1: Sure. Will you explain the hula hoop? Because you referenced that and I don't, I never heard it until you said it.
0: Oh, it's just like a visualization of having a little bit of a spatial awareness of your being and what you are responsible for, like inside your hula hoop. I like that.
1: I think it's a powerful journey to start if someone hasn't started it. Like I know that when I started that journey, I didn't call it a hula hoop. What did you call it earlier on your Sunday Live? An avid self-aware? What did you, you had a phrase that you... I'm going to pull that and then insert it into the podcast.
0: A fanatic, a, a fanatic. Self, self-exploration fanatic.
1: That's what you said. Yeah. And I definitely have always
0: taken that very seriously. Yeah, I think, Kiana, you and I have both spent a lot of time and energy and money on learning about ourselves. Yes. We really have. We also express that we have put together teams that have helped us in that process. Yes. I know I could not have healed and figured out a lot of stuff about myself without that Team. I don't know if everybody has those. And I think that that was something that we wanted to share is like our resources that have helped us find out more about ourselves and learn about our systems and take care of ourselves and get through some of our really deep seated, heavy shit that was affecting and still is affecting our lives and our patterning. For tangible real-world results. Yeah, absolutely. Not not results, but for for affects,
1: because it's one thing to do journeys of any kind of inwards exploration and then just stay in that space. But I think both of us have, one way or another, wanted to do that work and build those teams and and find those um, deeper truths so that we can thrive in the real world. Yeah. And I think... That's been a huge challenge and continues to be. And I I have no doubt that other people are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's a huge point of of why I agreed and want to do this podcast. I've spent a lot of time being in self-exploration. And I feel like what I've found is that the well always goes deeper. But that when I started that hula hoop journey and went, oh, I have to take responsibility for myself. And I have to find out what these trigger points are. Are what these, what is causing me to be the way that I am? If it's incongruent with what it is that I want for myself, immediately it began the journey of. Sp- Support, building support, which I'm sure at some point we'll go into this, but like I am such a different person in terms of my willingness to face that fear of being supported. Mm -hmm. And I know I've heard a lot of people, a lot of my clients, a lot of people have that say it's so hard to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my clients too. And I just, I've been down that road. I know what that feels like. One of the things that I can say about myself that lends anything to stepping up and when you called me out and you were like, you got to step up. You know, I realized like I have been in deep places of pain and I have been in deep places of mourning and I have been in deep places of anguish and depression. A lot of working out of working through those things. And I have such a deep place in my heart for myself and others who are experiencing those things that... I want to help. I want to help. I want. I want to be in in the movement with people. Yeah. Because I know how hard it is to be alone in that. It's fucking sucks. Yeah. It's the worst to feel to feel all the intensity of everything that life has to bring you, and then to also be alone
0: is horrible <laughs> yeah it's a scary place i'm sure and
1: it and it, it doesn't serve any of us a lot of reasons that i'm sure we'll explore but even something such as the nuclear family thinking of like that's all you have versus the communal type way of the other cultures and countries raise children mm-hmm. it can be a hindrance to being able to ask for support which everybody needs it's mm-hmm. an illusion to think that you're going to go through life independence
0: it's Well, I guess it's way more hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's glorified sometimes, you know, especially in women, being an independent woman. It can be glorified in a way that isn't healthy, I think. And I do want to go back to something you said of like, you know, being in those deep states of self-exploration and work and healing and all that, doing that with purpose and with an intention to assimilate that into your life. Because I see a lot of times people who explore spiritually and they get on these highs and then it doesn't carry through through their life to their daily life. It's disconnect, you know, and I think that This process of self-exploration and connection with yourself, all of that, going through all the emotions that we the range of emotions that we humans have and staying in those and going through them and getting out of them i think it's good to remember like life is an action sport any program or any thing that you're exploring or learning about or assimilating into or wanting for yourself it takes action to implement and put it into your life and if you stay in the state of exploration without a balance of the wave of implementation it doesn't serve anybody
1: it's integration. I think it was a long time of me paying money for workshops and learning and learning and learning to in this insatiable kind of way
0: before I was like, oh, I'm not integrating any of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see so often where people will take the class, they learn the thing, and then nothing happens. They nothing don't changes. do anything different, it doesn't, yeah, the integration process of really allowing the information to assimilate and then being able to put it into practice.
1: And there is a bias to action, I just recently learned this, where people will not act add- Bef- they'd rather think, contemplate, talk about, worry about, you know, make up lists for all these different things before they will actually pick up a phone and call someone and ask about what it is they need to do. It's this- and you actually have to get enough momentum to break through the threshold that allows you to uh, not act and live a life in a way that has a bias to action. And and I think from a personal perspective, in terms of like what I call being a recovering perfectionist, it's a lot about failure for if you have that thread that runs through you, Uh, perfectionism. If you're starting to walk that path of being a recovering perfectionist, then it has a lot to do with failure. Hmm. And really, it's the setup of failure. That is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at any success story, what do they attribute? All the memes out there uh, that you could read, a thousand of them are like, I failed, I failed, I failed, failed better, or I failed, I failed, I failed, and then I hit success. I fa-. I mean, they all tell that story, but somehow it's not a powerful enough story for a majority or at least a, a group of
0: us to say okay, it's okay to fail. (laughs) Yeah. It's built in. Well, it doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel that way. And I think that sometimes the fear of failure is not fully conscious. Absolutely. I think it's a pattern that runs and a lot of people aren't even aware that that's what's running the show.
1: Yeah. You ever have that experience where you say something to a group of people and their eyes go wide? Mm -hmm. Like, I've said this in classes I've taught and I go, if you think you're just a perfectionist when it comes to one thing, I challenge that. If you're a perfectionist in one thing, I promise you, it's showing up fucking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you're just maybe a little unconscious of it because it permeates your being. Like you were saying earlier, it's almost like a bragging right. Oh, what's your one weakness? Well, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Humble brag. (laughs) Humble brag. As an experiencer of it, it is gnarly. And it, it permeates so much of your ability to have fun. Mm. to play to be curious but also to be explorative Mm -hmm. it really puts uh, basically like a a cap or a damper on so many things and it it starts to be a way of being that well i'll say it first person it never served me Mm -hmm. it doesn't serve me and it continues to not serve me so it's something that i've had to explore I want people to know that uh, it does take addressing all of the different mm-hmm. layers of a human being that sometimes get neglected, that don't get rewarded. Or, or acknowledged. Or acknowledged, even. Mm-hmm. To say, like, no, these the, all these things matter. Yeah. I haven't been able to change by just focusing on one area. Just focus on your health and change your finances. Just focus on your finances and change your mm-hmm. uh, relationship. You know, just pick up that crystal and have a love come in. It's like, that's not real. To take into account your full, holistic self and walk forward attempting to look at all the different areas to bring your whole self into whatever you're doing is really challenging and yet i think how else how else do you live a meaningful life yeah if your tank's on low like it can only go so far until it affects the rest of the vehicle And
0: and it's a matter of function, you know, how, how are you functioning in this world? How are you Mm -hmm. showing up? What are you showing life? How are you treating yourself? How you treat yourself is exactly your relationship to this world and life. And if you're treating yourself like shit, then that's just a disrespect to life, being aware of all those, you know, pillars of yourself and how to take care of them and how to love them and how to manage them so that you can be a functioning being that can, you know, have strong support pillars that hold you up and help you function as opposed to pull you down and throw you off balance. That is another thing of like our own self-exploration, and our own hula hoops are like the way to explore that too, because honestly, like there's so much information and there's so many spiritual quote unquote gurus and and then real gurus, mm-hmm. like there's both, you know and and I think it's a disservice to anybody to follow anybody else's light before you've acknowledged and come to connection and communion with your own
1: And do you think that it, a lot of it has to do with uh... okay, I think we're gonna break actually and I'll hold that question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're back. And Kyoto forgot her question. I
1: did. I totally forgot it. It was a good one too. But you know what? We're going to let it go. Life happens like that. Yeah. So what else then?
0: Well, we would go into the content that we plan to produce and, and give people a heads up on what that's going to look like. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have
1: questions that we want to explore, uh, which are how can we change the world?
0: Yeah. And we both agreed that that was like with ourselves. So exploring what we're doing to positively affect it so that maybe we can, you know, give other people ideas on what they can do to positively affect it and
1: field questions. Yeah. Current reads, current offerings, what we might have or what others in our circle and or what resources we may have to
0: offer kind of be the hack on a lot of things. Like if we can consume the knowledge and then consolidate it and give it to you guys in a packaged way that can be useful for you today, and you don't have to read the whole book, I think that's, you know, something that I can offer and give. And I I love doing that. We're both good at that. In the realm of offerings, just giving you guys information about different modalities that are out there and exist that you can explore for yourself.
1: What is needed what is helpful that we are experiencing as of right this recording right now we are in the middle of a pandemic in the united states covid19 has been around in terms of spread and government trying to get it together with it all for about four months if not five the Black Lives Matter resurgent movement and George Floyd's death was was very recent and so it is all kind of coming to this head, at least for our country in this very, I think a gifted time of change a lot of people are waking up to a lot of really hard truths and doing their very best to cope with them and then a lot of other people are struggling to survive in this time and so there's a spectrum of what people need and we both agree are not here to be savior and or have any superior knowledge but again once again going through it with you and if there's anything that can be cross-exchanged meaning like hey this is helpful to me maybe this is helpful to you and if it inspires you know a kickback of questions i love conversations clearly i love being able to share the knowledge and and explore with people
0: I think that one thing that everybody has in common is we're all adapting and transitioning. That adaptation, so many times, We need support when we're transitioning and when we're adapting. Part of our mission is just to be here in support and in communion. However it happens that we're transitioning right there with you, we're adapting right there with you, and possibly as we do this together with the tool set and the tool belt that we individually have developed on our own can help spread and gift those tools to other people. Because for me it's like I've learned so much from people who were open and willing to teach me and to inform me and to help me develop my own process of caring for myself same if I can give that away that feels good to me because I think that going back to that original question of how do we change the world it's like you know you start with yourself you be the change and I have done a lot of change within myself and I'm going to continue to. I don't claim to know everything right now. I know I'm going to look forward and be like, well, I knew nothing, or at least I hope I will. If I can give away what's gotten me to this point, I hope that I can help other people take care of themselves better.
1: I love it. In my life, there's also been those same people, those mentors, those friends, those teachers. They, too, have been generous with their offerings. I have also spent money and time to go seek out those those books or those people that, that I see could potentially help me. All of that may or may not put me slightly ahead of someone, but on the same plane. So if I'm a little bit further ahead and I can turn around and give you a hand, pull you up, it's going to be the exact same thing someone else did for me, who's a little bit more ahead of me and pulling me forward. And I'm not going to stop reaching out in front of me to allow someone to pull me forward. And if if you want to keep holding on to my hand and we all go forward like a daisy chain, like, let's do it. We're down. because <laughs> Let's do it. Because what else... But you know, what else can we do? And community is huge. We come from a community and we come from a very, a very strong community. The communal aspect is very vibrant in both of us. Mm-hmm. So we want community. I actually live in LA and there's so much space there and so many people that building communities is more difficult than other places such as New York when everyone's on top of each other and now with the pandemic it's that much more difficult to engage and keep community and you were saying how important it is to socially take care of yourself and in this time of pandemic to connect with others you know call your single friends call you know your loved ones your elderly loved ones like see how everybody's doing like keep those relationships and that community piece active because as a biological human, like, that's how we're wired, yes. is is for tribe. And so for me, this connection with you and being able to share in that, that is the way I form community, is you're on the journey, I'm on the journey, oh, we're on the journey together, oh, okay, well, let's move forward. Yeah. More than my occupation, more than my studies, more than a lot of things, I find connection and community around people being in the shit of their own personal life's inner journey. Yeah. And that's what I love talking about. It's what I've found I can offer to people. And to me, like this is an extension of what I do with my friends and my family. That's what I'm comfortable calling it. It's what I'm comfortable being authentic in it. Is I'm just I just wanna help by sharing the experiences together. And if I have insight, I will give it and I will share it openly. And you can take it or leave it, which is so important because it's everybody's individual truth that they have to find on their own. And you really don't have have influence over anyone but yourself. You don't, but you can be introductory. You can introduce people to things, and I have had a lot of people introduce me to a lot of really dope shit that I want to potentially share with you guys.
0: Yeah, because I think both of us are also very aware of, you know, maybe we didn't come from like a very strong social economic stature, but at the same time, we acknowledge how privileged we are. You just say, and both of us acknowledging, we've spent money on self exploration and that is because of our our privilege we've we've been able to be in a position where we were able to spend money on ourselves to explore ourselves and that in itself is a privilege and and if you're in a situation where you don't have that or maybe you just have never even thought of allocating you know time energy money towards that I think that this is a place that you can kind of gain some of that without having to double down or if you you don't have the resource this is a free resource maybe you have and you've done the same as us you've You've spent money, you've spent time, you've dug into things, like, maybe you're looking for more, and possibly we can offer you that, you know, a, a different avenue or another thing to add to your repertoire.
1: And it feels like it's just the the natural progression of community, which is, mm-hmm. rather, maybe even too, natural progression of conversation, where when you spark something... That then someone can go off and do. Because like we're saying, we don't know it all. Yeah. And we're not trying to provide shortcuts. Like you said, hacks, which are appropriate. Because a life hack is only as good as what you will interact and use it and try it and do. So it's not a guaranteed shortcut. Nothing of any of this personal work is a shortcut. No. And when we look at the global, bigger pieces and, and systemic pieces that are part of that question, how do you change the world. When we say we start with ourselves, there's no shortcuts in the inner as much as there's not a quick fix for peace and whatever Mm -hmm. other label that you want to say what change looks like. So I think that there's inspiration and beyond inspiration I think it's like a portal or a, a unit of spark that you can take and go with.
0: Totally. I never want to get too out there if that me, makes sense. neither. Like, I never want to get too out there like I want <gasps> to keep this very grounded and I also kind of want to explore like the things that interest us that maybe don't have anything to do about spirituality. That's a great point. We are multi dimensional people and I had a friend send me something that was like it was some type of meme about being multi passionate and that that's okay because I mean my family teases me like one week I'll be like I'm gonna go to landscape design school and then the next week I'm like I'm gonna take this class on underwater basket weaving like I'm just like all over the place you know I'm multi interested this isn't just a intellectual conversation that is heavy and dense and you have to be on a spiritual journey in order to come along with us I have this concept of like water and donuts Having the donut, enjoying yourself, playing, having fun, and then drinking some water to like ground it all out, you know, <laughs> like not taking yourself too seriously. Well, I think that,
1: and that. Oh, sorry. What I was just gonna say was that to me, that's the most baffling thing when people think that spirituality doesn't have to do with real life, like the mundane, the everyday mundane is exactly where the granularness is. That a, a word? I don't know. No. In the granular of everyday mundane is where the expression of spirituality lives. And not just expression, but where, when we talk about exploring inner, it's like, well, how do you explore the inner? Well, you, me. Me. You get in debt and have to deal with all of the shit that comes along with the having to master money. That's how you fucking explore yeah. being able to heal wounds that have to do with financial not-enoughness and worth and all these things. Like, you get in the shit of it. It's I've said this a lot of times in my life. It's one thing to be a monk meditating in a cave out in the middle of nowhere by yourself. It's another thing to be in the heart of fucking L.A. trying to be an actor mm-hmm. and find your spiritual growth and soundness and connect and and open your heart. I mean, th- th- they're, they're two equally valid experiences that lead and are two equally very difficult, challenging things. Not saying one's better than the other, but I'm literally not saying one's better than the other.
0: I'm curious what some like, you know, maybe three things that you subject matters that interest you and that you're passionate about that maybe could play into this as well in that realm. Oh, My bad. My bad, I'm just, like, super popular, and someone just... Cardi? <laughs> wow. Okay, in my, defense, in my defense, I turned it off airplane mode because Kiata asked Excuses. me what gains is on a microphone, and I had to turn it off airplane mode and so now look it just, up online. Now you're just
1: ousting me about not being a professional <laughs> podcaster. Look at how she throws me under the bus, people. Get used to this. It's going to happen over, oh and, God, over makes... and over and over again.
0: Go. Sorry, I mean, I can't really take responsibility, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, three areas. For me, I've always felt like sports has a, some kind of wisdom and knowledge. I know a lot of people are going to hate on that. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. However, my life and my background in sports has taught me, and I mean sports like surfing, nothing else taught me, like trying to attempt to learn to surf, that I was, became so aware of of how of uh, much of a control freak I was.
0: So, okay, for me, one of my interests, obviously, I think, is, like, the beauty industry and beauty and self-care. And um, I love facial products and physical care of oneself. That's a big thing that I really I enjoy and I nerd out on. You
1: geek out on. That's yeah, what I, I totally say. geek out on it. When you say beauty industry, I think a lot of people think, May, may think makeup and because I know you you're, you're thinking all kinds of other things that people don't realize is, yeah. is beauty is yeah. self-care so totally so I love that I love the physical part of that yeah too.
0: yeah and, and beauty encompassing you know not only like yourself but your environment your home beautification has always been something that is really aligns with me you know taking something and bringing, breathing, you know, cultivating beauty in it, I think is something that really sparks joy in me.
1: Just going off of what sparks joy, I really enjoy looking at something, dissecting something, getting very into the inner workings of something um, in order to see how it works and what can change. And that seems like a very broad topic, but I think that that is... Something that is important to me because it turns me on. Like, anybody else get really turned on by before and afters?
0: Oh, everybody. Oh, God.
1: It's everybody. like... Just the transformation. I guess that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Exploring transformation is so... I will do it forever.
0: I'm really fascinated in ancient wisdom and ancient knowledge. And I feel like there are so many things that have been around for so long that modern day society has like forgotten about or shifted away from, but that are more helpful and useful than ever right now. I feel ancient knowledge and ancient wisdom is a wonderful tool to ground out any type of, any type of exploration. So that's something that I'd love love to bring in. I love it. So I know like these were like ones that weren't supposed to be like, you know, just topics, interests, things like that. Like for us personally, I think gardening for me is a big one. I had to kind of explore why I I like gardening so much and why I use it as a tool to help me. And it's because when I'm gardening and I'm interacting with plants, it's a time that's safe for me to have my heart fully open. Mm. I just feel like there's so much to learn from nature. And every time I get to interact with it, just feel like the closer I can get to that, the the better human I will be. I love. Gardening. So your three are beautification, on all levels, ancient wisdom and knowledge, and gardening.
1: Okay. My third, it feels like the arts, um, sports, coming from my background when I was young, arts being where I'm at now, and that middle one is is truly the exploration of the system to the whole, like meaning the operating systems of things. I think that's honestly what that middle like one that. is. Which which it will include for me where I geek out is like straight up personal systems. Like where do you store your shit? Meaning like do you use Google Drive? Do you use Evernote? Have you heard of Notion? Because I'm about to blow your mind. Yeah. Like I love personal organizational systems. And then the arts just becomes something that is... what i'm interested in it's what i'm pursuing so it's it's gonna be i think a a staple for me
0: yeah and i love that because i think of you know my background and knowledge on your topics and i hope that you can connect somewhat to my topics too. because i think of the arts and like modeling and that is you know i have so much information in that realm and to be clear
1: i i want to know those things same with your three so so i think You guys are going to be stuck in the, you, the listener, is going to be stuck in the crossfire crossfire changing information, which honestly is what we do anyway, and it's what we thought, well, maybe we just can invite a few more people to the conversation um, that can't interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) With that, I think that's where we come to the close of our first podcast. Yeah. The Almost Clan.
0: The Almost Clan. Give a little
1: cheers. With Cheech and Nibby. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll tell you what those nicknames came from, but yes. Yes. The Almost Clan with Cheech and Nibby. Anything else? Last words? Sign-offs.
0: Be well. Take care. Stay healthy. And inspired. See you next week. Almost. Clan. Thank you for listening to the prequel and Inception episode. We clearly have evolved since then, but a lot of those initial intentions have carried through. Thanks for listening to the prequel and Inception episode. We clearly have evolved since then, but a lot of those initial intentions have carried through. One thing that has changed is we renamed the podcast The Ripple Affect, but we refer to our community as the Almost Clan, the crew that we look forward to having with us on the journey ahead. For show notes and additional resources, check out our website at rippeleffectpod.com. That's affect with an A. Kiara has worked diligently to make our website interactive. Please visit it so it wasn't all for nothing. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, there's a ton of resources there. DM us directly at Ripple Effect Pod on Instagram and let us know what you liked about our show or any of your own ideas. We're really excited to hear from you. We value your feedback because it helps us make the pod better and it's our way of including you in our process.
1: Okay, so ratings aren't the point of why we do this. We really want to make a change in the world. But in the Matrix, there are algorithms so yeah every single review we get helps the ripple go farther to help us out please take two seconds find the ratings and review section on whatever platform you're listening from click five stars wink wink and leave a review we know you're busy so just saying hello or literally hi as the review helps us hack the matrix we sincerely appreciate it If you want to become officially initiated into our clan, again, not in a culty way, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we're in it with you. Keep questioning. Stay curious. You
0: got this, clan. A special thank you, love, and credit to the magnificent Mia Casasanta for this beautiful music you're listening to right now.